Let's Cover That podcast is brought to you by CMNF Group, professional liability services for over 200 healthcare professions. Visit our website at cmfgroup.com slash podcast for more info. Hey, everybody. We have another episode of Let's Cover That. I'm Will Solvin with my co-host. Antonina Agruza. And today we have with us Max Mayblum, founder and CEO at Givers. Max, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So Max, tell us a little bit about Givers and how you found your way to the company. Sure. So just a little bit of background. Uh, in 2019, I was an early employee at a telehealth startup called Paloma Health. We were bringing telemedicine to a chronic condition called hypothyroidism and building this really beautiful digital health consumer experience. And then during COVID, as with so many other families, I witnessed firsthand my family's caregiving situation really ramp up and become pretty intense. And I thought as someone who was in the healthcare field, I'd be equipped to help my family navigate the costs and logistical burdens of family caregiving. And what I quickly realized is that caregiving and family caregiving in particular is a very broken system. And it's begging for that sort of digital disruption and beautiful consumer ease and experience that we were building at Paloma Health. And so that's what inspired me to get started building givers in saving, helping caregivers save and, and, uh, and find support. That's awesome. So Max, give us just, uh, you know, kind of walk us through what is givers, you know, what are you providing to these, uh, you know, family caregivers, especially when we're speaking about this in November and, and the month and, and, you know, the importance of that. Yeah. So, so givers is a savings and support platform for unpaid family caregivers. So we're working with people who are have potentially left their jobs or on top of their jobs are at home taking care of their loved ones, chronically ill family members, aging parents, etc. The population over 65 is set to double by 2050. And we have 53 million Americans who are taking care of loved ones today unpaid, sort of informally behind the scenes. So there's this huge underbelly of the healthcare system with people who are really spending the most time at home and up close and personal to high acuity patients who are driving intense healthcare costs and, and outcomes. And uh, we're not doing enough to support them. And so Givers is on a mission to build the financial infrastructure for family caregivers to get paid. So what that really looks like tangibly is we offer banking services via a debit card to family caregivers where they can silo their care related expenses and we analyze their spending and their profile data to help them access benefits from the government. So cost of caregiving is a huge burden for family members. Yeah, most family caregivers spend over $7,400 per year out of pocket on caregiving. And 33% of caregivers have permanently or temporarily or permanently lost uh, or reduced their uh, income from work. And so cost, especially in an inflationary environment, is becoming a huge concern for family caregivers. And we're building a solution for them to access government dollars that can put money back into their pockets. And then just finally, on top of the financial component, we're looking at how we can serve family caregivers in other ways more holistically. So we offer a community where members can interact with one another. We have one-on-one -on -one coaching with a licensed social worker for educational and emotional questions. And we have a marketplace where we bring best-in-class products and services for caregivers right to their fingertips. And I can tell you personally, in my family caregiving experience, you know, how difficult and how time consuming it was just to Google and, and try and find the right solutions for our loved ones. So, yeah, that's, that's amazing because they, I mean, you, 
you hear about it so much, you know, everybody personally, when, you, when you're talking about those 53 million people, I mean, everybody's being touched upon this now or they will be in the future, whether they're the caregiver or the one being taken care of. Um, you know, it's just the incredible need. And uh, there's been reports. I mean, there's even a 60 minutes whole rundown on this probably about a decade ago now talking about just like the need for support for family caregivers. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to be such, you know, so, so when you go into this, you know, some other countries, when you look around the world, you know, they have more of a capacity to do this, just simplicity, you know, of geographics, you know, people, you know, are born, they grow up in a certain geographic area, the country's smaller, there's more centralized population units. And some of the governments actually support like zoning and subsidization to stay around where your family comes from. But in the U.S., it's kind of so, especially through COVID, it's got to be an explosion of people moving geographically. And then how do you coordinate all this? And then if somebody has to uproot and be with their family member. Um, so how does that look kind of going forward? You know, what, what are the things you're looking at um, to kind of continue to help support it, like tangibly, like the costs and, you know, different aspects like that? Yeah, I think it's a it's a really interesting point that you bring up different countries, right? This is uh, not a uniquely American issue. However, I think it's unique to our culture as to some of the problems that we face. And so specifically in the workplace, we've seen great advances for women taking out leadership roles and really advancing their careers. But, but in the home, we haven't seen equal progress in terms of division of labor between men and women. And so women uh, make up 75% of the family caregivers in the U.S. today. And, and we see that burden and that disparity create issues as to people needing to drop out of the work or their work or make career decisions and, and figure out how they're going to take care of their loved ones when inevitably someone falls sick or someone gets old and needs support. So it's a it's a pretty unique cultural issue for for family caregiving in the U.S. And then when you look at the economics of it, really what we think about is if we can enable the payment of family caregivers, we can enable predominantly those women, but also men who are family caregiving to take on uh, take on some time to go go find work uh, if they can pay for additional help in the home. Or maybe they'll they'll find that, you know what, I want to stay at home. I want to take care of my loved one. This is the honorable and dutiful thing for me to do for my family member. They took care of me when I was growing up. I want to take care of them. And people can make that choice, but they don't have to be, you know, scraping together or going into debt and, and making really difficult economic decisions to make it happen. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you guys are shining such a light on on what it means for family to be able to do this for their families. Um, and to that point, for anybody that's listening at a later date, it is November that we're recording in, which is National Family Caregivers Month. So, Max, can you tell us a little bit about the history of the recognition of this month and, you know, what are the goals and themes for this year? Yeah. So, yeah, this is the 25th annual National Family Caregiver Month. Uh, it started in 1994 through the Caregiver Action Network, and then President Clinton in 1997 actually signed the first National Family Caregiver Month presidential proclamation, and every president has followed suit by issuing issuing an annual proc- proclamation in recognition and honoring family caregivers each November. So this is really a month to recognize and honor family caregivers across the country for all the work that they're doing. And the theme for 2022 is hashtag caregiving happens, which represents really just how caregiving occurs on a daily basis 
caregiving happens when we're working, when we're trying to get out the door to the grocery store, or when we're out to dinner. And uh, it's really a recognition for family members responding to that call wherever they are in their day to take care of their loved ones. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It's it's also great from like a politically polarizing time to hear about something that's like core to everybody's life and how we're able to kind of move forward together as a country. And I think it's just amazing the type of work that you're doing on this. So when you look into 2023, Max, what what do you see on the horizon for for you and your team and and the impact that you're hoping to make uh, as that year hits? Yeah, well, uh, a couple of things. One is I, I totally agree with you on this being a unifying topic. Uh, as our former first lady, Rosalind Carter, said, there are four kinds of people in this world. Those who have been a caregiver, those who are currently caregivers, those who will be caregivers, and those who will need a caregiver. So everyone is impacted by this. It crosses party lines. Caregiving knows no, no political affiliations. It knows no race. It knows no gender. It's something that we're all going to be impacted by. So this is a really important and unifying topic that we can get around as Americans because we're all experiencing it firsthand. So uh, I'm really excited about the upcoming year for us. We're working on really building out a strong direct-to-consumer offering to help family caregivers uh, to access these benefits that we offer. And then also looking to partner with health plans and employers who are equally value aligned in the mission of engaging with and paying family caregivers. But I really want to share today, uh, I'm excited to share we put together one of the largest scale national surveys uh, for family caregivers this year uh, in our current state of caregiving report. So the only other uh, major survey that we see every five years is from AARP around family caregiving. And the last one was in 2020. So our snapshot this year in 2022 found some really dramatic differences and changes as a result of what's happened over the past couple of years between 2020 and 2022. So I'm excited to talk about some of those findings across the lifestyle of caregivers, their impact at work, finances, and also uh, some of the political uh, opportunities here for us to make some change. Yeah, that sounds great. Let's jump in. So first and foremost, in our survey of over a thousand caregivers across the country, we wanted to see the impact of COVID and the economy to, on their lives. And what we found was pretty dramatic. We found that only one in three caregivers had planned on becoming a caregiver prior to COVID. And in another sign of the economy and how COVID has changed people's lives, 50% of caregivers have moved into their loved ones in 2022 to provide care. And that's up significantly from AARP's findings in, in 2020, which was 40% of caregivers, and in 2015, which was 34% of caregivers. So the intensity of the caregiving situation is in, continuing to increase, especially in light of COVID and the economy changing. That's, yeah, that's incredible. And it's like, for, as a quick shout out, if you read Ray Dalio's like principles book, and if you get like more of like the child one, which is like all like pictures and stuff, actually shows the trajectory of your life and like when you're working, when you need to be accessible to others and kind of planning for that, you know, whether it's jobs or positions, your own family. And, it, and it's interesting, as you say, it's like with COVID, people were hit like smack dab with the need to go and give caregiving with no expectation of that. Uh, you know, so which is incredible. What what other findings are you seeing from this now that we're through it? Yeah, great question. So right now we're seeing a big impact on the workforce and a strain on employees at uh, uh, who are taking care of their loved ones outside of work. 
in our survey, we found that 84% of them, uh, health caregivers are employed on top of taking care of their loved ones. And dramatically, one in three plan to leave the workforce in the next two years to focus on caregiving. So we're seeing a really big strain on the workforce, and it's resulting in potentially a really big wave of people leaving their employers in the next couple of years. And then uh, also I'll mention for non-employed caregivers, we also had some interesting findings. 60% of non-employed caregivers say that caregiving is, plays a role in keeping them out of work. And for those who are not currently employed but interested in going back to work, one in two report being concerned about their ability to re-enter the workforce. So caregiving impacts those who are working and potentially pushes them out of the workforce. It also impacts those who, are, who aren't working and, uh, and their ability to re-enter the workforce. Well, that's just such, so it's such an interesting thing when you think about it is like the biggest success model that you have from a business standpoint is creating an atmosphere of like peace of mind and removing fear. But when you're coming into a new employer or you're with a current employer and you have to have these tough conversations, which are needed, you know, the fear factor has to be just so heightened from an employment standpoint. It's just it's hard to have a work environment where you're not worried about losing your job, an opportunity to be promoted because you have to leave an hour earlier, or maybe there isn't flex based on the business too. The business model might simply not have the ability to accommodate some of these things, but it, it's, that's just an incredible issue that I think everybody's seen. I mean, um, yeah, have to caregiving costs them. Caregiving costs employers $33 billion annually in, in lost productivity and absenteeism. So it's a major problem that employers are facing. And that's, a, that's something where Givers is really excited to play a role in helping employers engage with their employees, offer them financial support where, where possible, and also just understand, open up the doors for that conversation around caregiving and seeing how they can help. It's one of the biggest problems that employees and employers are facing. And then outside of the workplace, this is trickling into people's finances. So 45% of caregivers today are reporting being financially strained, which is up significantly from 18% in 2020. People are feeling the burden at work. They're also feeling it in their wallets and at home. Yeah, I can really imagine that being the case. Max, while we are ready to wrap up the episode, do you have any, if you have a crystal ball, um, do you have any final thoughts on where you see family caregiving going in the next few years? Yeah, well, our goal and our mission for, for givers is we envision a world in which family caregivers are seen for what they are, which is a part of the healthcare workforce. We can compensate them as such. We can support them as such. And so our goal as a, as a company building the financial infrastructure for, for family caregivers to get paid is to create that pathway for employment through the work that caregivers are already doing in the home. Amazing. Really awesome work that you guys are doing. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a privilege to have you on, Max. And it's just, uh, I think it's a privilege to have somebody with your unique background in the health tech atmosphere and then kind of shifting into, you know, basically being one of those family caregivers that's kind of been disrupted and thrown into the mix, but, you know, being action oriented to find some kind of solution to move this forward. And um, yeah, it's just amazing. I think it's a privilege for the country to have people like you working on problems like this because it's so unseen, but it's prevalent everywhere. So thank you so much. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm trying to be the change that I want to see in the world. And I saw it up close and personal in my own home. And I I know how difficult it is for everyone. And there is support out there. And and there's a lot of great innovation happening in the care space. So I'm really excited about everything that's that's moving forward in in this country and and how we're going to be helping support family caregivers. Great. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Max. And that's another episode of Let's Cover That. Mm -hmm.